Hi, welcome to the Black Man's Intentions, and I am your host, Kwame Podasiani. Um, today's episode is going to look at upbringing and how it's affected my growth and the contributions it's made, the friends I made, the discipline I had as a child, and all of that. So, if you're ready to join the podcast, thank you for signing up, thank you for listening, and let's dive in. So, people would normally say I grew up in a Christian household, which is correct. Um, I grew up in a strong Christian household. My dad was a deacon at the time. I'm still a deacon. My mom was a Sunday school teacher. May her so rest in peace. My mom passed when, in 2015. And that was a sad moment in my life. Anyway, so um, still back to the topic. Um, so growing up, growing up was mixed feelings. Growing up was a little bit challenging. Growing up was that point where you actually uh, find your feet or find your ground in the life. And yeah um raised up in a christian home there's discipline 100 percent discipline and so i think um there was this day that we moved from tema i think at that time i was five or six or ten i can't really remember but within that age group i think i was five years to be honest because yeah we moved from tema to um to kumasi and when you go to kumasi it was all lovely. I think it was all lovely. My dad was funny. My dad was around, and yeah, you see him most of the time until until one day my dad got transferred to Kumasi. Um, not to sorry, my dad got transferred to the North region. So my dad has been transferred to the North region. He comes once in a while. He comes to visit. Comes to see how we're doing. On this faithful day, my dad decides to come back and ask for storybooks. Can you imagine? Like upon all the days you could have asked for that, he came on that later. So he asked for storybooks, and I was having I was playing with my brother at that time. So we went to the room, ransacked the room upside down, looking for storybooks, looking for what we could find. Like I don't know what we were thinking at that point, but I think we never expected that day to come. So we misplaced most of them. So we bring the storybooks to my dad, and my dad asks, "Are these all the storybooks?" Because my dad bought us loads of storybooks and my, at that point I just said yes that's the storybooks because I thought like, my dad is chilled at that point I didn't have any fear of my dad I didn't really care no play no mind but then oh my days that was when I saw the true nature of my dad I saw the discipline side of my dad my dad was so angry my dad was crossed oh my god so the beginning of our discipline our discipline life started from there we were disciplined a lot. Um, my dad would make sure that we were supervised watching television. We couldn't watch television past some time. And we had extra classes every time that we finished school when we came home. And extra classes was... I don't think my, my, my back then, I don't think if my brother should remember this, he didn't like one of the extra t- classes teachers. So there was one day that one of the, t- the teacher was actually testing it. He said to my brother to get him water to drink. So my brother went to goes to bring um, a cup of water to the man, and with his mischievous ways, he spat into the glass. So <laughs> this man had a sip, and I think he realized that there was a phlegm inside. So he literally reported him to my mom, and that conversation was different, and that was history as well. So like, yeah, shout out to my brother, anyways. But yeah, that was that was <laughs> that was one of those funny moments. So yeah, and. When, they, when speaking about my brothers, it takes me to that point of how was communication like in my family. And I would say communication wasn't 
I wouldn't say it wasn't the greatest, but every family has their way they communicate. And in my family, we weren't like, oh, sit around the table and have that kind of conversations. We had morning devotions every morning. That was a ritual for my dad. We had morning devotions every morning. So I think that was where we all sat as family and had our conversations. But in regards to my brothers, I really didn't have that kind of level of conversations that some of my friends have with their brothers that they'll be parting their brothers and be having that chat with their brothers and talking to their brothers. My reason was I found my brother, the one I'm behind directly, to be very judgmental. To me, I think I was wrong at that point, but I found out I, I felt that if I tell him something, he would judge me based on what I said. So I never spoke to him in regards to my personal stuff. I would rather tell my friends about it and get their opinion. But to talk to my brother, I, I feel like he's going to judge me about it. And I wasn't cool with that space, so I wouldn't really speak to him about it. With my eldest brother, I see my eldest brother, communication with him was kind of off when we were growing up because he was like my dad. He he was this um, the kind of disciplinary, um, the, the disciplinary guy in, in um, with, amongst us. And I didn't like him. <laughs> I'm being honest. I didn't like him when we were growing up. But we thank God for growth. I've grown to love my brother so much and I really appreciate the contribution that they have made towards my life. So yeah, shout out to my brothers. Like yeah, I really love them. Now they're, they're the best. They're the best part of my life, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss anywhere to say that I really love my brothers. I really do love my brothers. So yeah, so that was that was how communication went. So childhood, growing up as a child in my family, Christian life, Christian work. My mom had a Sunday school class that we had to be in the Sunday school class. So people in the community so as to be Christians but if I ask myself that question was I really a Christian at that time I was growing up I would say no because I think I was just floating and flowing the fact that my mom was a Sunday school teacher and just going according to that so I would say no but I think later day late as time went on as I grew up to be in my 20s 18s or let me say six, now from 16 to 20 that's when I actually began to understand God for myself and see some of the testimonies that, that he had done in my life and really appreciate that fact that I needed to be 100% committed to God so that was how like childhood was so going forward i went to secondary school secondary school was a point where i made my friends honestly primary school i had a close friend and some close friends which i still have and which led to secondary school but secondary school was when i had made some friends and that's when i was very mischievous secondary school was when i met my first girlfriend and it was true we used to back then there was no phones there was phones, but it was you couldn't have a phone in school. It was like the brick phones. And we used to write letters back then. We used to write like, love letters. And people would send you um, pen pal notes. And when during an entertainment time on Friday, there would be a shout-out from your girlfriend from another secondary school saying that, oh, I missed you and all of that. So secondary school, I was introduced to this girl in from another secondary school, a girl's school. And... That was, I think, that was my first, my first love. To be honest, <laughs> I don't know if it was, but that was when I actually experienced um, a relationship, and I liked the girl so much. But I had to impress. Because secondary school, you had to impress. You had to impress. You had to show that, oh, this guy is the guy. This guy says he likes me, so we had to impress. So I had to impress, but I didn't have the funds to impress. So what happened? My mom had a store and she had money. 
in the store. Mom was making a lot of money. So when she brings the money home and we are counting it, I'll pocket some of the money into my pocket and go to school, show off. And there was this popular thing during my time in secondary school in 2008 about um, vacation classes that we used to have. Oh my goodness. Vacation classes was when other secondary people go come to my secondary school for classes, extra classes during vacation. You meet a lot of people, friends. And back in secondary school, my, my nickname was Papoose. So, because of the fact that I was taking money from my mom's store, I, I had that name of like kind of some rich kids. So, I was able to blend with the rich kids in school and I, I did it well, to be honest. And I made good friends and I, I love my friends. I love my friends. And yeah, I made good friends. So, like, people want to know people from other secondary schools. Who is the top guy? Who are those top friends? Well, I'm not, I wasn't the top guy anyway, so I wasn't even close. But, like, yeah, I, I got a good name for myself. Uh, so, because I wasn't, I, I, I never saw myself bullied in secondary school. Because I, I, I made sure that I was part of the cool kids. So, I wasn't bullied at all. So, secondary school, mischievous ways. That was when I started breaking bounds out of um, boarding school, going out, um having I had my first alcohol in secondary school. Um uh, yeah, I had my first kiss in secondary school and I had the the worst fallouts in secondary school. So secondary school was the point where I actually fell out into bad company sometimes. Peer pressure caught up to me. I got taken out of boarding school and my mom was so disappointed and everybody who knows the connection that I had with my mom at the point knew that my mom is my everything and I really love her to death even though she's passed me so rest in peace which is a different topic that we'll speak about later on but my mom was my all in all my mom was that kind of solid piece that I had so to see her disappointed when I was taking out of boarding school really crushed me but did the boy learn? No, he didn't um, I came back into boarding school to write my end of um, secondary school exam which was called the Wasi and lo and behold I didn't pass I failed drastically and people will say oh this guy went to telecom probably because he I didn't go to telecom because of that I failed my dad had to cover my face so he paid for me to go to a private university so when I went to private university I realized that all my friends got good grades and that's when the realization hits me my father sat me down at one point and said that you are going to your house and you pick a bus that is going to a different station. You still stay in that bus or you have to jump out and pick the correct bus that goes to your house. And another thing today, I said that if I leave you a lot of money in this house and you don't have education and you're not smart enough, somebody will come outside and use education to beat you and take everything from you. And that hits home for me. And I had to change my ways. I had to stand for myself i had to realize that this life you have friends but friends come and go but it will just be you so you need to make yourself into the man that you want to be so that was kind of how things started for me in uni that's when i actually psyched my mind that i'm going to do things for myself and not do things for my friends but uni too i made friends uni that's when i started having sex Uni was when I started drinking. Um, I started tasting alcohol. Uni was when um, I got into things that like avenues that weren't right. But at the same time, uni was when I found God 100%. And I remember there was one time that I had um, an issue. And the issue was I needed to pass an exam or I get taken off. 
I don't get my certificate in uni. And that exam, I didn't even... I'd taken the exam two, three times and I failed the exam. And um, I was just praying about it. I went to church one thing the first night and I was praying about it. And I think um, at that point, I was really sincere with God that God, I need a miracle. I need something to happen. And God showed up in a way that I would never forget because... Um, I went to the first night that the, the prayer. I came back, became back first January came, and I was in my room that night. And I got a call from my friend, and she was in. We're working as a student. She was still working with administration, so she called me and she was like, "Yo, you you graduated? Like you you graduated? You got your second class and you graduated?" And I was like, "What? How how was that possible? Because I didn't take the exam." And he said, "Some people came to do an audit and they didn't take the reports back, so." Because of that, they graduated everybody. And I was like, what? In fact, there is a God. So I graduated and the rest is history. I made it through that life and other things. And so that was very interesting. And I really thank God for that. That was one of the miracles that God showed me that he really existed. As much as there are other miracles God in my life. And looking back, there was many more. And I really appreciate God for that. But still, I wasn't 100%. I was still... I still had my flaws. Um, long and short, in 2015, I lost my mom. Growing up as a child, I was 10, 25. I lost my mom. The point in which I lost my mom was one of the saddest points in my life. Um, one time, I was going to work. And I came back late. My mom was, was there and she... She was like, oh, come here. I was waiting for you to come back from work. And I was like, oh, mama, fine. You should go to bed because it's late. The next morning, I'm on leave, so just go to bed. So the next morning came. I was on leave. I had I bought this PlayStation 3 back then. And it was in my room, and I was playing it in the middle of the night. So I woke up. I was still, I'm not going to work. I'm on leave today. So I just took it to play it. So my mom will never call you. In every, in every African household, your mom, your mom wouldn't call you on the phone or anything. They will shout your name. My mom never calls me on the phone if I'm in the house. She will shout my name. Even if I'm in the darkest pit of hell and my mom shouts my name in the house, I have to hear. So my mom calls me on the phone and says, Kwame, I'm feeling dizzy. And I was like, what? Why would you call me on the phone? So I go to the room and I tell her, mom, you know what? Okay, dress up and let's go to the clinic because there's a clinic not far from my house. And she was like, okay, fine. I come back again. My mom is not dressed. She's she's lying on the bed and she says come here I'm feeling dizzy the room is turning around it's turning around I say mom take your medicine and let's go I come back again my mom is still like deteriorating she's not responding that well and I start wearing her clothes I find anything I could put her on to put her in then I go out and there was this guy that was um, had, had a kiosk in front of my house and I told him that whatever you're doing stop I need help let's go help my mom carry my mom into the car and put and let's let's take it to the clinic so we rush into the room we pick up my mom 25 years attempt 25 a week before pick up my mom my mom is with a guy we put her on a cloth my mom is becoming heavier every step we take heavier and heavier i pour the floor i tried that cpr thing i was taught back in secondary school i don't even i don't think i did it properly and i still pour in the car and I left the house, I didn't close nothing. Gates open, everything got open. And I just rushed my mom to the clinic. I got to the clinic, rushed inside, saw the doctor. The doctor was a patient. I just barged into the consulting room and I told the doctor that my mom is in the car and my mom needs help, so you need to help my mom now. So she rushes into the clinic and I'm standing in the window where I can see my car parked outside. So 
they are letting my mom and my mom's hand goes up and it just drops on the floor and at that point that's when i knew that my mom was gone i cried my eyes out i cried like a child i lost my mom and that was one of the hardest blow to me so we'll talk about um death and grief out there will definitely grief in the next episode but that was how my childhood went to the end of university and to work in life so thank you very much for um listening to the podcast today i really appreciate the fact that you joined and tuned in and i hope that i wasn't boring enough and i hope that you tune into the next episode and listen to um more um live sharing things and what i'll tell you about this uh, my childhood and how it's affected me today is that my childhood has made me see that regardless of what you're going through as a child know that it's for your betterment not for your worst fine children go to the west and they actually messes them up by my child that's made me the man that i am and i love my fat the fact that my father was a disciplinarian because if he didn't discipline me i wouldn't be where i am and i really appreciate him and i love him so much and god rest my mom's soul too as well she was one of the best who taught me about god and she showed me the way that a christian boy was supposed to grow in and i would forever love her for that so thank you very much for tuning into the black man and his intentions and we'll catch you on the next episode take care and god bless